Mike Slater. Saturdays at 3 p.m. Eastern on the Blaze Radio Network. When our water heater broke down last month, it was a nightmare. It took five hours for the plumber to show up, and he charged us a couple of hundred bucks just to come out. Then it cost another $1,800 to put in the new water heater. By the time it was all said and done, I felt like I'd been taken. But what else could I do? The smartest thing you can do is get a home warranty from American Residential Warranty. Their home warranties pay to repair or replace all your major appliances when they break. And they will break. And at the worst possible time, call American Residential Warranty right now for free information on home warranties starting at just pennies a day. Don't wait for your refrigerator to stop running or your ceiling fans to stop turning. Call American Residential Warranty right now. Ask how you can save up to 50% on washing and dryer coverage. Just call 1-800-686-3910. That's 1-800-686-3910. Again, 1-800-686-3910. Call now. This is something I was thinking about before the debate, and I think it's still relevant because there's still a little bit of time left uh, for the guys and Super Tuesday coming up and it might pretty much wrap it up, but uh, who knows? Maybe there's still a little bit left. For, uh, for Rubio and Cruz in particular. I was thinking about what Cruz would need to do at the last debate to make a splash. Because I think we can all agree that you ne- they needed to make a splash. right? If they just did the same thing they did in the previous nine debates, then nothing would change and then Trump would win it in a landslide. So if I was on Cruz's team, what would my suggestion be? It's last ditch effort time. I mean, some polls have Trump tied with Cruz in Texas for the love of Pete, right? So these guys can't be playing it safe. Last chance. So I'm thinking, all right, what, do you, what can you go after Trump about? You can't go after him for being mean. Has it worked? You can't go after him for not having you know, detailed policies or even principles. You can't go after him for not being religious. Right? He said the other day, I read the Bible more than anyone, right? Like, you can't go after him for business. That doesn't work. You can't go after him for his family. He's got a great family. You can't go after him for his past life. People don't care. You can't go after him for his previous views on abortion. That doesn't matter. They played those clips for two weeks in South Carolina. Didn't do anything. You can't do anything about the military. You can't say he has no experience. People like that. I mean, you got nothing. Like All these things have been tried with zero avail. So I'm thinking, what can Cruz say? Cruz in particular, and I'll tell you why later, as opposed to Rubio. What could Cruz say at this last debate that would make a difference? He can't be foolish enough to do the same thing, right? So I'm thinking, okay, what is, what is the one chink in Trump's armor? What's the one? Now, there's, there may be a lot of things you don't like about him, but that doesn't mean it's, it's a chink in his armor. Because a lot of things that you don't like about him, a lot of other people do. Right, you may not like that he's rude and crude, but a lot of people do like that. So that's not a weakness, per se. I think the one chink in Trump's armor is, he has said and continues to say that he gets along with Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer. He says, I get along with these people, with these Democrats. So I think Cruz needed to come out and make it seem like Trump is buddy-buddy with the people that conservatives despise the most. Schumer, Reid, Pelosi, Obama, and Cruz needs to make himself seem like the most hated person in D.C. 
if, if Cruz can be the most hated person in D.C. and make Trump seem like uh, a well-liked, nice insider. That's how it needs to be framed. Because, you know, one of the attacks on Cruz from Trump and others is that he's not well-liked. And I'm saying, Cruz, you got to take that and, and wear that proudly. you got to step up on stage and say, yeah, I'm the most hated person in D.C. for good reason. I think Cruz got to get up there and say, I, there's one candidate up on this stage that has been described by Democrats in D.C. as vile and heinous and evil. And I'm proud to say that I've been there for three years and I've made more enemies than friends. Donald up here says, you know, you got to work with everybody. You got to get along with everybody. No, you don't. Not in D.C. You don't. D.C. needs an enema and we need to tear this town down. And all those people that Donald gives money to. I'll fire them all. I'm so hated in D.C. The left is more scared of me than they are Donald Trump. Why? Because they know that when you hire me, I'll fire them. Because I'm sick and tired of Republicans in D.C. not getting anything done. This is it. This is our last chance. I'll tear it all down. You won't even recognize D.C. anymore when I'm done with it. He gets along with people in D.C. The same people trying to ruin our country. Those people who hate who are trying to ruin our country, they hate me. I think that needed to be his play. Something like that. Because Trump has done that against Cruz. He says, oh, man, you're nasty. No one likes you. No one's endorsed you in the Senate even, man. You don't get along with anybody. I think Cruz needs to say, yep, <laughs> that's right. And for good reason. Because you, Mr. Trump, you, you say you get along with these. I don't, you don't want, we don't want anyone to go in there and get along with you. Now, keep in mind, this is last-ditch effort kind of stuff because I think we're in last-ditch effort mode here for the other candidates. If I was Ted Cruz, I wouldn't have led with this a couple months ago. But you got you to go down swinging if this is it. You got to tap into people's anger and hatred of D.C. It's the first thing. Because that's the number one takeaway from these exit polls, right? Last, I think, in what was the last election? I guess it was. No, Nevada. 97% of voters are fed up with D.C. Which I, and I'm thinking, well, who are the 3%? Like, who are the 3% of Republican voters who are like, yeah, things are going fine or great? Like, well, huh? How is it even only, only 97%? But anyway, it's 97%. So tap into that. I'm angry in D.C. I'm going to tear this place to the ground, right? Now, this is what this also does, that approach. Trump only has two comments. If Cruz comes back and says, I'm the most hated person in D.C., Trump can come back with, no, uh, I'm, the, I'm the most hated person in D.C. And like, what is that? That sounds desperate. Or he can say, listen, you know, you got to get along with people if you want to get things done. That could come across as weak. And you know, and we've covered this from, for, for months now, that the entire campaign for Trump is, has been framed as strength versus weakness. Trump is strong, everyone else is weak, or some variation of it. Low energy, sleepy, sweaty, robotic, slow clubhead speed, like whatever, some variation of weak. So there has to be a way to flip the script and make Trump look weak. If Trump's whole thing is I'm strong, you got to find a way to make him look weak. And I think the weakest thing that Trump says or has done is when he talks about how he can get along with Democrats. And Cruz has an opening here to be the person who is hated by Democrats, which plays very well in a Republican primary. Now, Trump 
this whole line about getting along with Democrats, that plays great in the general election. He's not there yet. You're still in the primary now. I think he, I think Trump played that card a little bit too early. So Cruz had a chance to, to play the I'm the most hated person in D.C. I'll destroy every bureaucracy in this city. I'll fire every person who's sucking money from your paycheck. Pelosi's scared of me. Reed is terrified of me. Obama hates me because I'm going to destroy his legacy and everything he's done these last seven years in the White House. And every executive action that he's done, I'm going to sign another one that's going to eliminate them all. He's got to be tough, strong, powerful. And Trump can come back with, well, no, you need to work with everybody. You got to get along with everybody. He said a couple times, I can be the most politically correct person in the, in the world if I want to be. I think that's weak. I, I mean, and I think there's, there's, you know, I'm trying to say the difference between a general election and a primary, right? In a general election, that's, that's okay. That plays well to people. But in a primary, no, I want someone who's going to go there and be hated. I don't know. I and he did okay, so that was what we talked about a couple days ago. That's what I was thinking about before the debate. There were a couple times he played that card, um, but not as as deliberately as needed. There was actually Rubio one time who said, and I think we have a clip of this, we can play it later. He said, um, the insurance companies hate me because I wanted to get rid of this bailout fund that was in Obamacare, and the insurance companies and the insurance lobbyists hate me for it. Good, like good good start. Cruz did something about, hey, this guy, Donald, he's uh, the most liked person. Jimmy Carter likes uh, Trump over me because he knows that Trump can be malleable where I, as to I, I will not be. So he sort of alluded to this a little bit, but it wasn't strong enough. It wasn't deliberate enough, and it wasn't his main argument. So I, th- I, think, he, I think he maybe missed an opportunity, which unfortunately may be his last. Now, when was the debate? Thursday? Uh, Friday morning, Rubio came out, and he flipped the script. He made Trump look weak, pathetic, frantic. Do you hear what he said? He, was, he did his rally, and he's done this a few other times, word for word. Um, but he says, Trump, oh, man, let me tell you what happened during the commercial break. I saw Trump backstage, and he was frantic. First of all, he's sweaty upper lip. He had to powder his lip with makeup. What's that? He's sweaty guy. He's a nervous guy, right? Oh, man, that's such a Trumpian attack. Um, you know what's also Trumpian about this? Trump is really good at breaking the fourth wall. You know when you watch um, Modern Family or The Office, sometimes they'll look at the camera? It's breaking the fourth wall. It brings you into the storyline. Trump does that all the time, he'll say. Uh, I'll give you an example. Neil Young. So Neil Young, uh, Trump played Rock in the Free World at one of his rallies. And Neil Young came out and said, stop playing my song. So Trump said, what a clown, this Neil Young. He was in my office a couple weeks ago asking me for money. Right? And tweeted out a picture and all of, of Neil Young and him shaking hands. <laughs> like, what a hypocrite. That's breaking down the fourth wall. It brings, brings the audience in. Rubio did that. Let me tell you what happened during the commercial break. Behind the scenes, right? Anything that follows that, people are going to be listening to. Let me tell you what happened during the commercial break. Trump asked for a full-length mirror. I'm thinking, why do you want a full-length mirror? The podium only goes up to here. What, did you wet yourself? Oh, listen, I wish this, de- this whole debate and everything was about policy and principles. But Trump changed the game. And Rubio yesterday was the first person to play that game and maybe to play it as well as Trump. 
You got to make if you want to take down Trump, you have to make him look weak. You can't you can't be strong against his strength. Does that make sense? You can't try to out strong Trump, but you can try to make him look weak. And Rubio did that yesterday by by mockery and ridicule and demeaning and and, and different things like that, which Trump has done uh, for his uh, his whole life. When our water heater broke down last month, it was a nightmare. It took five hours for the plumber to show up, and he charged us a couple of hundred bucks just to come out. Then it cost another $1,800 to put in the new water heater. By the time it was all said and done, I felt like I'd been taken. But what else could I do? The smartest thing you can do is get a home warranty from American Residential Warranty. Their home warranties pay to repair or replace all your major appliances when they break. And they will break, and at the worst possible time. Call American Residential Warranty right now for free information on home warranties starting at just pennies a day. Don't wait for your refrigerator to stop running or your ceiling fans to stop turning. Call American Residential Warranty right now. Ask how you can save up to 50% on wash and dryer coverage. Just call 1-800-686-3910. That's 1-800-686-3910. Again, 1-800-686-3910. Call now.